Wow, we are in the book of Joshua, chapter 20. Fathers, we get into the word this morning. We thank you um, for what you've already begun to do. And we ask that you would continue to move um, in our hearts and lives. God, bless this time in the word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Chapter 20 is, is short. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, I'm reading out of the New King James. I don't know if it's, we, we could even put it up on the wall if we want, but uh, um, it's called, this chapter's called the City of Refuge. So it's nine verses. Let's take a look at it real quick. The Lord also spoke to Joshua saying, speak to the children of Israel, saying, appoint for yourselves cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the slayer who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there. And they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. And when he flees to one of those cities and stands at the entrance of the gate of the city and declares his case in the hearing of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the city as one of them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. Then if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not deliver the slayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unintentionally but did not hate him beforehand. And he shall dwell in that city until he stands before the congregation for judgment and until the death of the one who is high priest in those days. Then the slayer may return and come to his own city and his own house to the city from which he fled. So they appointed Kedesh in Galilee, the mountains of Naphtali, Shechem in the mountains of Ephraim, Kirjath Arba, which is Hebron in the mountains of Judah. And on the other side of the Jordan, by Jericho eastward, they assigned Bezer in the wilderness on the plain from the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth and Gilead from the tribe of Gad, and Golan and Bashan from the tribe of Manasseh. These were the cities appointed for all the children of Israel, for the stranger who dwelt among them, that whoever killed a person accidentally might flee there and not die by the hand of the avenger of blood until he stood before the congregation. If you're taking notes this morning, you can also write down um, Deuteronomy chapters, uh, chapter 19 and Numbers chapter 35. These are both chapters where they talk about these cities of refuge. Before they ever went in, uh, God told Moses that he'd be setting up the cities of refuge. And it, uh, kind of a neat thing is that uh, in one of those uh, places, um, oops, it was on my first page of notes. It was in Deuteronomy, um, I think it was in Deuteronomy 19, it said you're going to do three cities. And then the other one says six, he says, well, why? And then he said, well, you're going to do three cities, but if, the, if, if you go in and possess and you're, and you're prosperous and you have more land, then you're going to need six cities. They ended up needing six cities. And they, they put half of them on one side of the Jordan River and half on the other side. And so these cities of refuge came because in, the, in these cultures, in, in the Jewish culture, along with most um, a, uh, Middle East and Eastern cultures, they lived by revenge. An, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth was very common. So when somebody died, the, the answer was kill the person who killed them. And so God, in his mercy and his grace, he set up a system. Now remember, there was no police. There was the court system was the Levites. It was the priests. There weren't police. It was, it was the communities taking care of one another. And not only was it a cultural norm for it to be an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but it was actually required that if somebody in your family was killed, it was required for the, usually the oldest, closest male relative to go and kill them. It was a requirement. 
And so this is the culture that, that this was written in. And so they had to go and do that. So then there's the cities of refuge that, that they would set up. Now, some wonderful things about these cities of refuge, when you read Numbers uh, 35, Deuteronomy 19, there's a little bit more information in here, is that there was six, and they were placed up in the north, about the middle, and one of them on, on the... Uh, um, I, I'm trying to think your side is, that would be east, right? Yeah, on the east side for you, and th then down in the south, there was six different cities, and they were spread out so that you could reach them in about a day's journey running. And, and the reason you're running is because somebody's chasing you to kill you. And you would have to run, and, and, but it wasn't a short run. These were 40 to 60 miles that you would have to go. So it was a day's journey, and you would be running there. Now, they set up these that, that not just the city of refuge, but they actually declared that, and some of the information is, is in Jewish um, history that I'll be talking about this morning. Not all of it is in here, but, but the Jewish ancestry that goes back, they actually would spend 3,000 um, um, feet, or about 2,000 cubits, east, north, south, and west of the city of refuge. So that really puts it out to be a little over a mile, um, a square mile that you could reach to. And if you reach just the hem, just the edge of the city, you were supposed to be safe. You were supposed to be safe in the city of refuge. Um, and so if, you, if these things happen, now this wasn't for the murderer. This wasn't for the person who killed somebody intentionally. The Bible talks about that, that these were for accidental deaths including, apparently including, an altercation that might come out and where maybe you have a fist fight and the person dies because you weren't planning on killing him originally and maybe you hit somebody and they die because of that. You could flee to a city of refuge and not be killed. But if you intentionally lied in wait or intentionally killed someone, those cities weren't good for you, you were going to die. So that's what these were for. Think about all the accidental deaths that, that happen um, for us. They're, we usually call them manslaughter. Basically the same idea, manslaughter, um, and accidental deaths. So these people would run, literally run to find these cities. So this morning I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, about these cities and, and the connection we have. Part of this is history, but see, the Lord in his wisdom has given us pictures of heaven, salvation, and God throughout the scriptures. Um, Joshua himself is a picture of Christ in many of the different parts when we read about the, about the life of Joshua. These cities are a picture, in a lot of ways, of salvation for the believer. So we're going to draw some comparisons this morning. And you can get the recording later and you can slow it down a little bit because I'm going to talk fast because it's, it's late. But these are, these are really important. So one of the things was, that what was the purpose of these cities? Um, six of these cities, well, they were to serve as a refuge. They were to serve as an asylum, a refuge for those who were needing to get away. Remember, there were, again, there was no law enforcement um, in the law, and so the next of kin would have to, to exact the punishment for anyone who, who did these things. And so when somebody accidentally killed someone, they'd just flee to the cities and they would get to the city. And then the, and it was called the avenger of blood. If he got in the city, the avenger of blood would have to leave him. And the people in the city would, would rescue him and, and take care of him. Now, there's a lot of things about these cities we're going to learn and, and I'll repeat some of them. But one of the things is that once you got to the city, you couldn't leave. It wasn't like you got there and they says, okay, everything's fine. Now they're here. All the oxen free. Now they get to go free. 
They lived in that city and were now cared for by that city, by the people in that city, until the high priest died and then they could go back home. And while they were in that city, they were completely protected. But the, but the scriptures in the other places I told you about declare that if you got to the city and felt safe and you left the city to go out and do something, if the avenger of blood catches you while you're on your stroll outside of the city, they have every right to kill you and they won't be punished. So you stayed in the city of refuge. So they were there to serve as a refuge for those who were guilty. They were, they were guilty of doing something, and they could find freedom and peace and life in the cities. They also served to uh, teach us. These cities, God put them in the Bible to teach us. One of the things they, they teach us is about the salvation that we enjoy in the Lord. See, these cities of refuge are really a picture of Jesus himself. And when we run as a guilty sinner to Jesus, to, to Jesus, we're safe. He, he gives us refuge, and we are completely safe in there. Remember, you know, they couldn't leave the city. That means that they were cared for. They were protected. In fact, these cities, there, there was laws and rules that they had to have food enough to take care of anyone who was coming to them so they would feed them. So they protected them from the, from the avenger of blood. They fed them. They cared for them. They became part of the city. And so that's the same thing that we enjoy in salvation as Lord. He completely protects us and he cares for us when we come to the Lord. They also um, shows us about God's grace. God's grace is the cities of refuge because he, he created the culture. He created everything. He says, listen, I'm going to show a way that you can find refuge. I have grace for you. Now, it also shows God's justice. I want to read, I read it this morning, but go with me real quick. Keep your finger in Joshua if you want. Psalm 9. I read it this morning. Now, remember, if you, if you had a relative who was killed, it was your duty to go and exact revenge. And do you remember what you were called? You were called the avenger of blood. Go with me to Psalm chapter 9, verse 12. I'm going to start with 11 so we get a little context. Sing praise to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. God is the avenger of blood here. See, God in his justice is both the avenger of blood and the city of refuge. Because God is a God of justice. God is a God of justice. When people sin, when there are things that happen, God says that he will not leave the guilty unpunished. And he sets this system up that we can know that God is a God of justice. But on the other side, he's also the God of grace and mercy. See, every one of us in here was born into sin. We didn't choose it. It's, it was kind of our lot in life. We were born with a sin nature. And as you, we've talked before, when you see children at two years old, you don't have to teach them to say, no, mine, give me. I never taught my children how to hit their sibling on the head with their car. Never did. I mean, it wasn't one of the lessons we sat down and says, I think it's time that we teach them how to pick up their car and go whack across the head. And yet they became expert at it. 
You know, we're born with a sin nature, and, and we have just bent no matter what. All of us, even for those of you in here who might go, you know, I'm really a, a, a pretty good person. I've really conquered a lot, and I, I don't find yourself. Spend some time. Pray the Lord, and he's going to show you, yeah, but your nature is still bent. We have a sin nature, and we all deserve punishment for it. And God is a God of justice, and he says, listen, you're guilty. You deserve punishment. But I'm a city of refuge. I'm a city of grace. Come to me. Come to me. And I'll give you grace. So it teaches about, about salvation, grace. It talks about God's justice. And, and um, so just as these places, uh, this were a place where a man could flee in time of trouble, so we as people can flee to Jesus anytime. Now, what about these cities? Um, let me talk a little bit about, about the provision of these cities. The very first thing it's important to, and we read it in Joshua chapter 20, the very first part, if you had your finger there, you go back. And it says the same thing in Deuteronomy and Numbers. The Lord also spoke to Joshua, saying, these cities of refuge were not an idea of man that says, man, this is kind of harsh. We need to come up with a system to keep people safe. This is not man's idea. This was God's idea. God's love and his grace toward us are showed in that these, he provided the cities for us that people could go. Though they were guilty, they were guilty, because even with manslaughter, you're guilty, and find a refuge. They were provided by God, and they were provided by his grace with us. And it's the same thing with our salvation. It's not our idea. It's God's. Man's idea is probably, you see it in, in man-made religions all the time, it's about works. When man creates religions, it's about works-based. We're going to do something better. We're going to become better so that we can reach God. Salvation by grace through faith is such a God thing. Because we in our natural tendencies could actually look around at people who have found Christ in their last days or found Christ after a, a life of, of depravity and say, they don't deserve it. There, there's parts in me when I hear of Ted Bundy, and I believe it was Ted Bundy who came to Christ right at the end of his life. You go, does he deserve that? Doesn't he have to do something and work and show it? I don't, but God is the God of grace. Salvation is from God. And thank God for that because the truth is we all deserve death because we're all rotten. In Christ, our sins are forgiven. They are covered by the blood and God institutes this. And so we have this wonderful God-initiated, God-provided way of refuge and salvation. Amen. Thank God for that. Thank God that we can all go. And, you know, it's just fun to look around, you know, at the, at the people we're going to heaven with and say, wow. You know, someday we're going to get to heaven and we're going to, like, go and say, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know it's going to happen because there's going to be people that just surprise you. And they're going to go, well, what are you doing here? Hypocrite? You know, I don't know what it's going to be. But see, it's God's grace, and he initiates it, and, and it's, we're so grateful that he provided his city of refuge for us. Jesus Christ is the, the city of refuge. And these cities had power. 
These cities had power. They had the power to save. That's a wonderful power. These cities were set apart and that the, that the, the manslayer, as they called it, could run just to, the, just to the fringe, just to get there, and they were declared saved. And the whole city would come and, and rescue the person. In fact, Jewish history uh, teaches us that these cities also were, were not to be too large nor too small. They weren't to be too small to where there wasn't enough food to feed everyone, that, that maybe poverty and starvation could come in. They were big enough that they could bring in as many manslayers as possible, but they, were, they weren't so large that it was easy to get lost in. They knew the people in their city so that the avenger of blood couldn't sneak in undetected. Isn't that wonderful? Because they were all there to save. These cities of refuge were set up to save God set up cities for us to be saved. And when we're saved, we're safe. We're inside. We're taken care of. They had the power to save and they had the power to secure. As long as you were in the city, you were safe. As long as you were in that city, you were safe. Now this, this we could go, and sometimes you would be careful going too far in, in the pictures that we, that we do, do talk about. But, but I was thinking, you know, there's those moments in Christ, we come to Christ and we're saved and, and his blessings begin to flow. But sometimes we leave the city of God and we want to go out and play by the brook. You know, when we do that, we're not safe anymore. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about losing our salvation. I'm talking, we've walked out from the blessings of God. We've walked out from the protection of God. And some of us in here have journeyed out just beyond the safe zone. Some of us have journeyed much farther than just beyond the safe zone. And when you were out there, when I was out there, we weren't safe. But if we remain in, in the city, we're secure and utterly, utterly safe. So let's look at where these cities were, were located again. On the map, you'd have, it goes like this, and then down here, six different cities. Some of them were closer together. In fact, if you lived in the north, there was three cities that were, would overlap in a, in, a, in a day's run. I mean, so you had a little more choice. There's a couple of them that it was a long day. Now, in some of my study for this message, um, you know, I looked at, you know, you look, I looked at different resources and read and learned a lot about um, the cities and um, even listened to some of the messages. And one of the, one of the preachers, and it, really, it sounded really good, he says, they were easy to get to. I know they're not. They're accessible to everyone. Everyone can get there. But it's not always easy. Getting there sometimes was a long journey. It was, it was tough. You had to, to work to flee the thing that's, that's chasing you. And I think that that's actually a, more, a better picture of Christ. See, he's accessible to all of us, but sometimes we have to really step out away from the thing that's trying to kill us. But it's accessible to everyone. And I want to show you a couple of these scriptures. These are wonderful. They were available to all. If you go into verse, verse 9, and then also um, this is reiterated in, in Deuteronomy and Numbers. In the King James Version, and I believe in the e, uh, ASV and a few other versions, I'm going to use that word 
There's one word I'm going to use, and I think you're going to hear the connection. These were the cities appointed for all the children of Israel and for the stranger. See, these aren't just for the, the Jews. This is the stranger and the sojourner dwelt among them that whosoever, who, so there's another verse that we're a little familiar with that says whosoever. For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him. See, these cities of refuge were for everyone. Nobody is left out. Even in the times that it was the Jewish nation, it was all about them. They were conquering the land. These cities of refuge were set up to teach us about the love of Christ that is for whosoever. That's all of us. Every one of us in this room is a whosoever. He's called all of us and says, here's the city of refuge for you. It doesn't matter where you've come, where you think you're going. When you need a refuge, here is that city of refuge, and it's accessible. You can find it. Now, let me talk a little bit about these cities. There's some really, really neat things. Many of, most of them were set up on hills or mountains, and so they were easy to see, and, and so you knew where they were. People would know where these cities were. They declared them. Um, a, a side note that's really amazing. Remember, the, the, uh, we talked about Caleb and him conquering the land and, and getting the land. One of the cities is Kirjath Arba. That was the city that Caleb conquered. He gave that city back to the Levites, back to the Lord. And then that city becomes one of the cities of refuge, the land that Caleb was not too old to possess. That's just a wonderful, wonderful picture. But these, mount these were up on the, on the mountain. Well, not only were they in prominent places, they would actually put signs around. There were signs that pointed you to a city of refuge. Jewish history teaches us that. And these signs, there was rules and regulations that the signs had to be big enough and maintained enough so if you were running, you could easily see the sign pointing to the direction of the city of refuge because these people were running for their lives. See, the, the signs were there. You know, church, we're the signs for people to read. When somebody's needing a refuge, are you showing the way clearly? Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to be the sign so that people can find the city of refuge. Now, when you got to the city, these cities... We already talked about they were not too big, but not too small. They had pasture lands around them. You could just get to the fringe of it. And I tell you, that's how some of us have come to Christ. We just barely get in there. We say, God, I'm here. I'm here. Amen? Amen. Some of you remember that. You're safe. You're safe. But they would come in, and now back in the day, they would build most of the cities. They would build walls and some type of fortification around them to keep themselves safe from invaders. Jewish uh, history teaches us that these gates never closed. They were open all the time, waiting for people to come to the city of refuge. Christ is the same. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I'm ready. I'm here. I want to come in. But it's, it's up to you. And it's, it's, we, we need to run to Christ. And he is always there, willing, waiting to receive us. But not only that, not only that, there were also people that were sent out from the cities of refuge looking for runners. They were looking for runners, and when they found them, they would point the direction. That's the city of refuge. Go. Go. But they couldn't do anything until they reached the city of refuge. 
They were looking for them. They would build bridges across ravines and, and streams to help them get across because that was the point of these cities of refuge, to let them find refuge. Church, that's what Jesus Christ is for us. He wants us to come in. He's saying, go, that's it. But you, one of the things that's not happening and it's being almost promoted in the church in some churches is that you don't have to do anything. Because God loves us all and we're all okay. No, you have to get to Christ. You have to run to Christ. And that means you have to sometimes leave your family because we need a refuge. We need a place that we can go that we're safe because we deserve death. And that run sometimes is hard. There might be some in this room saying, I've thought about giving my life to Christ for years, but I just don't know if I'm ready to give up what I'm holding on to. I like my addiction. I like my alcohol, I like my drugs, I like whatever it is that you might be holding on to. Well, that's not running to Christ. You have to get to the city of refuge. You have to be willing and say, you know, I'm leaving it all behind because I know that my life is in danger. And, and, and it's probably not a good idea knowing that we have to get to the city of refuge going, I think I'm going to wait until I actually see the avenger chasing me. Are you that fast? <laughs> but see, that's how we live our life. You know, I'm not going to get to Christ yet, but I'm going to give it some time because I got some life to live on my own. I got some partying to do. I've got some doing it my way to do, and I'm just not ready. I'm going to wait until I see something changing in my life. When I get a little bit older, when I get this out of my system, then I'm going to run to my city of refuge, to my Jesus. Let it not be. Let it not be. Find yourself and run. Run until you get into that city. And be saved. Be saved. The gates weren't closed. The direction was sure. It wasn't confused. There were signs. There were people. Once we inside, the people are taken care of. Once we're in Christ, His blessings flow and He takes care of us. I want to give you a... Give you the, we, we talked about the name. I'm going to... Real quick, I want to t talk to you about the names in these cities. Kadesh means righteousness. One of the cities of refuge was righteousness. Another was Shechem, which means shoulder. Whoever needs a shoulder to cry on. He is our refuge. He's our place that we can go and cry on a shoulder. Hebron means fellowship. When we come to the cities of refuge, we finally have fellowship. One with another and with the master. Bezer means a fortress. Salvation, refuge, is a fortress for us. We're safe. We're secure. Ramoth means heights. When we come to Christ, he lifts us up and he secures us on the heights. When a bear is chasing you, you want to climb a tree. We want to be on the heights. And Golan means joy. The six names of the cities of refuge are righteousness, shoulder, fellowship, fortress, heights, and joy. When we come to Christ, he gives us a new joy. He wants, he wants to give us so much, and he wants us to have that joy. These are the pictures in the cities of refuge. Listen, so what do we say? Well, Christ is accessible. These cities teach us. All these points, Christ is accessible to every one of us from anywhere. 
No matter where you were at, the cities were, were put so that you could make it in. If you were in the middle, you could, you could go. Find refuge no matter where you were at. And signposts at every corner. You know, Revelation twenty two seventeen says that the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. That's what God is calling us. Come to the city of refuge. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. That's his call to us. And he never locks the gate. Just make it to the border. You tired? Run to Jesus and fall down just at the border. It's like the woman who had the issue of blood. She just touched the hem of his garment. That's all she did. She was healed. We just have to get to the border, get to the city of refuge. If we don't flee to the refuge that God's given us, there is no hope. He's the only hope. There's an avenger of blood. He's after us because we're guilty. But when we come to him, we're saved. You know, if this morning, if you're tired of... It, if you're tired from living the life the way you're living and running from your sins, feeling trapped in, in a hopeless situation, I'm going to invite you this morning to come to Jesus. Have a come to Jesus moment. You have to flee the things you're living in and run with all your might to a city of refuge. If you've never done that, today is a great day to say, you know what, I'm, I'm done doing it my way. I'm going to go and find Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to just come to Jesus. Some of us have done that before, but we're still, we just, we just are struggling in our life. Really what it is is we don't know if we want to stay in the city of refuge. We want to count 2,000 cubits and just play right at the edge of the 2,000 cubit mark. Your math isn't that good. Don't dance on the edge. Come into the city of refuge. Be fed and cared for. Because you're out on your own when you're outside of the boundaries of the city of refuge. Stay in Christ. He wants to show you what he has in that refuge. He wants to give us life and hope. Let's pray. God, I know that every one of us in here has moments where we're tired of, of the way things are going even those of us who are, have run to the city of refuge, run to Jesus and have found salvation. God, I pray that we would not long for the days of yesteryear. God, that we wouldn't always be looking back to the things that we left behind, but we would say, God, what do you have for me in this city? The city of refuge. 
Help me to see the joy and the provision that you've given me as you're keeping me safe and alive. God, I'd pray for anyone in here this morning who is maybe coming to the realization that they have never run to you and left everything and said, I need to find my city of refuge. That their heart would be moved upon. That they'd make that decision to come to you and leave everything behind and be saved. We thank you, God, that it's not by anything that we do that we're saved other than coming to you in faith, believing that you are the Lord, that you, your blood was spilled for a payment for our sins. God, that, and unless we are in a city of refuge, unless we are in Jesus Christ, the avenger of blood is after us and we may die outside. God, help us to come to you and then find the joy that you want to bring us in the refuge. It's a psalm. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God, help us to dwell with you, to know you intimately, to be safe, to know that you care for us and provide for us. We, even as we've done already this morning, God, we are grateful and we commit our lives afresh to you, God, because you then want to send us out to be the runners, to help others find the city of refuge. Strengthen us this day and help us to know that we are safe and secure in you and that you are a place to run to in the storms. Bless us, God, with every spiritual blessing that's in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.